How thick do you like it? <laughs> <laughs> like margarine. You can't set me up like that. I had like 400 things <laughs> in my brain once and I had a seizure. Like, you have a seizure trying to spit out the everything at once? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you how thick I like it. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming! Welcome to Trailer Park Podcast, episode 127, and I welcome you into the into the room and onto the couch, and we're listening. <laughs> this is a therapy session? I welcome my cousin, my blood, Daniel, welcome. Nathan, thank you. Thank you, and we're listening. Uh, Chelsea, welcome. Mm-hmm. Welcome, I'm listening. Thank you. Uh, Amanda, hello. Hello. Hi there. We're listening to you. Okay. That's great. And uh, in turn, we are not listening to you. So, uh, 127 so. is the, the number of orbital flux and the uh, fluctuations of disturbances, the rings of Saturn. You're doing it wrong. I am doing it wrong. Nathan, cut his mic. He sounds too clear there in the living room with you, and I'm, I'm, com- I'm uncomfortable with it. Yeah, we're all in the same room tonight uh, up here in Canada, uh, the intern, Chelsea, and myself, and... Daniel, I actually do have the ability to mute him if I really wanted to. We're going to test that theory. We'll see how many times tonight I get muted. And rest assured, we are all social distancing and wearing masks. That's right. (laughs) Welcome. Uh, I really thought that y'all would put him at a laptop on the porch. Welcome welcome to Trailer Park Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, strict social distancing in the house at all times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, I haven't had sex in eight months. We just stand six feet apart and ask That is the sexual position. That is the sexual position for the socially distanced version of uh, 127. Yeah. Wonderful. But uh, I know what you. I know what you want. <laughs> I know what you want. I know what you came here for. You want to know the mathematical significance of 127 of of, of 127, right? Yeah, this is a math podcast. More than anything, 127 or 127 is the sum of the sums. Of the divisors of the first 12 positive integers. I told you what you want to know. You asked for it, and here it is. 127 is the smallest prime that can be written as the sum of the first two or more odd primes. There you go. The sum of the sums. It's a palindromic prime. And, and now I've had a full meal. <laughs> is this a situation where 127 is greater than the sum of its parts? Well, it is the seventh Motskin number. <clears throat> oh, that's what I thought, yeah. It's also a centered hexagonal number. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that number, of course, is uh, sensitive and uh, fleeting. (laughs) But more important than that, thank you, Daniel, for alluding to this, but more important than that is that the number 127 is an explorer. Oh, yeah, it is. It is self-reliant and always looking forward. Sure, there's also aloneness, but it's a pleasant aloneness. Being alone means being unhampered. That your decision-making and progress toward your goals is unhampered. It means not having to consult with another or inform them about imminent actions, and it means fully enjoying accomplishments. 
without opinions or considerations injected by others. That sounds like our relationship. Hmm? <clears throat> and I, my first thought when you said pleasant aloneness was what a great name for intern sex tape. <gasps> yeah. um, exploring aloneness. Exploring Me and my social distance whacking off in front of people. <laughs> yeah. We really just cracked the window for him. He is out on the porch. Just, yeah. hey, Ple- check this out. Pleasant aloneness, colon, how to ejaculate with a limp penis. <laughs> There's some candies over here. Hang on. <laughs> well, aloneness is an absence of interference. That's true. Okay. <laughs> just, an, just an independent explorer, 127, just going around mm-hmm. div- dividing integers. <laughs> Both nonary and binary palindromic <laughs> primes. Okay, enough of th- enough. Yeah, let's get off the muskin. Motskin. Oh, M O T Z I N. Jesus Christ! It's like you do no preparation. Okay, that's <laughs> accurate. I do no preparation. <sighs> Why do we keep paying him? All right, we don't. Oh, there what people is. get paid? <laughs> the box you've opened, Chelsea. <laughs> All right, well, let's open it up uh, for some roundtable. Anyone want to talk about stuff that they've been viewing? I think we need music for this segment. Do you? I do. What kind of music would you like? I just want to be, you know, like eased into it. Okay, you want like an intro music or you want... Yeah, an intro music. Preferably produced by the intern. Oh, okay. But something soft and comforting. It's like the intern. Yeah, can you make, do you have like a music making software intern? Can you make us like some sweet lo-fi synthy jams? It'll just be different noises of me jerking off. <laughs> Let's see, what's, what's this here? Nathan, there are some really important questions that Daniel needs to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot completely that that existed. That's hmm. new. That didn't work. That's not what I was looking for. Hmm. That's new because it was me asking him questions. What's what's this one? Let's let's see if this one works, uh, Chels. Yes. Ask the sack. Oh. No. <laughs> Ask the sack. No, ask my sack. No, I do like that one. I feel yeah, ready so. now. It's a sack attack. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I hey, you know what? I'll I'll kick things off and I'll say that I finished Dark, that German TV show. I finished it. Is it finished or is there more? It's finished, and you don't need you don't need to do it. It's fine. It's fine. Season one was interesting. Season two took it somewhere you weren't sure, and season three disappointed me. No, oh, no. Well, you have to, it's weird. You get into that mind-bending nonsense, and it's tough to come out on the other side of that with, like, an exclamation mark and a slam dunk. It's true. It's really hard to end, like, good sci-fi, good horror. Yeah, there's no touchdown celebration at the end of a mind-bending twister where it bent back in on itself in some sort of bootstrap paradox. There's no coming back from it. There's just, you. it's, it's like you're you're in the clear, you've broken free, of the uh, defensive line, you are running. the 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 secondary is behind you as well. They misjudged the play. You're free. You're running towards the end zone, and right as you right as you break the plane with the ball, you just float away out of the stadium. Beautiful. And everybody's like, "What the fuck? 
Was it a touchdown? <clears throat> Let's go to the replay. Amanda. What? <laughs> Jim was not listening to you. Did he break the plane before he floated away? And is that a touchdown? You've got to break the plane, yes. Okay. So it's a touchdown. Yes. Unless, unless you throw it, in which case both feet need to be in the end zone, which is consistent and makes sense. Right. So it's like he caught the ball in the air. Right, but he was Without running. putting his feet down in the actual end zone but and then flew off? No, no, no. He was running. He was he was free of, of everybody. He was he was doing a football move. Oh. <laughs> was, was, what is this a metaphor? He was a runner. It's a horrible metaphor, but I like yeah. to see Nathan try to explain football to anyone because it's a sport that makes no sense. I was trying Isn't to do it a like football. like listening to me drunk? <laughs> that one episode of whatever the hell that was, True, True Detective. Detective, yeah. There's so many clips. The whole episode was clips of you. Yeah, no, I agree. And no. so you have to deal with him being this quirky, quippy sort of master just intervening in events until that point. And that was, to me, my favorite part of this episode was him being the backlog professional. Yeah. <laughs> Back Backlog professional. Yeah, that's what this feels like to me right now. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I was actually like, you know what? The terrible thing about this is that I was doing that all for Amanda. I was like doing all the football talk, like trying to do a football analogy. And then when I threw it to her, she was like, oh, I wasn't listening to you at all. And here we are. I was looking at Martin Freeman's IMDb page of all things. <laughs> Martin Freeman's IMDb page. Okay. I'm sorry. We're friends. This is what... This is what uh, people think about when they're talking to you, Nathan. They're t- they're thinking about Martin Freeman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all on Martin Freeman's IMDb page. Somebody needs to talk about something else other than me and Martin Freeman. Well, um, no, no, no. Let's finish the Martin Freeman talk, okay? So the reason that I had gone, that I went there, I think we mentioned last time that Daniel and I had been watching Sherlock. If we didn't, that is what we we watched it and we finished it since the last time. Anyway. But then I got on this Martin Freeman kick and I decided that it's a philosophical question. Is Martin Freeman hot? And I've been thinking about it pretty much every day ever since. <laughs> well, he's the original. Yeah. He's, he's the original Jim. Yeah. 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 Anyway. But then I watched a show with him in it on FX called Breeders. And it was actually pretty good. So I watched that. It's like a lot of Freeman. Did you then watch the Hobbit trilogy? No, no, they're too much. No, I, don't, I don't think anyone's ever finished it. I've watched them. But is Martin Freeman hot? I have to ask the question. He could be, sure. What's that holiday movie where he's the naked stand-in? Is he actually short in real life? Yes. No. Yes. Then no. I don't. It's like five five, I think. Oh yeah, he's hot five, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the shorter, the hotter. He, he can be hot because like in the beginning of that Sherlock series, he kind of looks like a little boy and it's hard to believe that he's Watson, this like war veteran doctor. But by the end of it, as he's aged Smoking a little bit, and he's got that like super dope, like slick hair. Then yes, he is kind of hot. Can we call, can we call him cute? Can we can drop we, hot? Maybe situationally hot? Si- yeah. Situationally cute. There you go. Yeah. No, yeah, always like, cute. Like you want to pinch his cheeks because he's short and he's got that hobbit thing going for him you want to suck the hair on his hobbit hobbit but if you drink enough wine it might like loop around to Hmm. hot 
<laughs> if he and says the like, right thing. You're on top just slamming his dwarven body. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll, I'll come in here too since we're talking about we're talking about TV. I've been watching way too much shit. So I did like a sweep on Amazon and watched Utopia, Upload, and Truth Seekers. Huh. So real quick on each of those. Uh, Utopia, crazy like conspiracy show there's like a secret messages and these weird comic books that everybody uh clings to and tries to figure out and they predict when viruses outbreak in in real life so they like everyone's all in this super big comic book cult and they try to figure things out and it's like actually really violent and dangerous show for for the description that it has because it's kind of young people that are into this so you figure to be like a curious caper of them figuring out what's happening and john cusack is the bad guy of this big pharmaceutical industry and but it's also really violent and kind of shocking so it's it's a bizarre ride i can't say i'm on board with a lot of the messaging that comes out toward the end of the first season it's kind of weirdly brainwashing a little bit but it was fun for quite a while uh true seekers is the simon Pegg, nick frost how much is simon Pegg in that He's not in it a whole bunch. He's sort of like, um, he plays like the manager or general manager of this cable company. And then Nick Frost plays like his top installer, who's also on the side, like a ghost hunter YouTube channel guy. So whenever he checks in with his boss, it's Simon Pegg, and he's usually being like a hilarious douchebag. But he's not at the focus. It's much more about Nick Frost and his little crew of buddies that he, that he gathers along the way. That's what it looked like. Is it good? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's totally fun. It's totally fine. There's nothing like super standout about it, but I enjoyed it. It goes by real quick. It's like eight episodes. They're half hour. Were you mm-hmm. were you disappointed by the boys season two? Mm, no, I think it picked up for me in the end. Okay, I was sort of like, where are we going for a few episodes? And then it kind of like a bunch of crazy shit goes down. So I was like, okay, I'm down. I, I felt disappointed. I mean, maybe maybe I have to refresh myself on the end, but I was like. Lamplighter was a piece of shit. He was so useless. Yeah. <laughs> so pointless. There was like a lot of pointless decisions being made in that season. Like they hadn't really planned it out. But then it's based on a comic book, so maybe that is the way it is. I don't know. I was I I, I was left wanting. So many episodes were just dawdling. That's why I yes. meant like yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Dawdling. Good word. And Huey's like just walking around shrugging his shoulders like for five episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Huey does almost nothing mm-hmm. for the first yeah, more than half. You know what? You know that Huey is famous offspring, right? Who? Who's his papa or mama? His name is Jack Quaid. He is the son of Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid. Oh. I did not know that. Would never guess that. No. He's so yeah. lanky. You can his see. His arms go forever. Dennis Quaid has those like, um, I'm not sure what, what what facial lines you call them that stem out from your the base of your nose and encompass your mouth. Is there a name for those facial lines? Age. Yes, there is a name for it. Yeah. No, Jowls. I don't know what it is. He has Dennis Quaid's Jowls. facial yeah. like cheek lines. Yeah, especially when they when they make him look real strong out and like dour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be talking like this. <laughs> He's so sick. Mm. Um, and so- finally, uh, the last show that I watched was Upload, which is a really fun show. It's about uh, it's it's kind of weird. They market it as like the people who made The Office and Parks and Rec, but after watching it, it's much more like like idiocracy. Like that's the vibe that it has. 
and it's in the future and everyone's sort of like gone mostly atheist. So they've developed this like virtual heaven. So when you die, you can have your consciousness transported to this virtual heaven. And then there's a bunch of people that work at like in computer labs that act as your like go-betweens and you just live out your life forever in this weird virtual heaven. Initiative 2045. Yeah. And it's, it's about a guy. He has a girlfriend. They're sort of maybe thinking about getting married. And then there's like a weird car accident and he's about to die. He doesn't have any money. She doesn't want him to just flat out die. So she sponsors his virtual place in heaven and essentially owns him. Huh. And then it just is all this weird antics of like what, of how that kind of reality would look like. Almost like Black Mirror, the comedy. It sounds interesting. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's not like, uh, I imagine if this show, if this show manages to stick around for a few seasons, I bet it actually gets really wild and like dark. But for right now, it's just sort of quippy and fun. Well, Chelsea and I are two episodes into Raised by Wolves as well. Yes. Yeah, she's yeah. excited about it. It's interesting. It's very interesting. High quality. Right. Surprisingly. Yeah. I also was watching Mandalorian, the first season on the treadmill. And I got to tell you, at first I was like, eh, meh. But then I just kept getting more and more, uh, I, I kept warming to it more and more. And Baby Yoda just kept getting cuter and cuter. Baby Yoda kept getting cuter. And at the end of the episode, they do the, the art storyboards and stuff. And it's kind of fun to see what they drew and how close they got to casting it properly. And I get the feeling from all the Mandalorian episodes that this could very easily be an animated Star Wars cartoon. That a lot of the episodes play out like cartoon episodes in terms of how quickly things develop and how quickly they resolve. But that's also kind of what makes it fun when you just stop being a grumpy pants <laughs> and enjoy it. Yeah, right. people love it. <clears throat> I also watched the first season of The Mandalorian oh, recently. I enjoyed it. And I I think I was on board for all of it, but the last two episodes I was less interested, and I don't know why. Well, all the other episodes that lead up to the last two are kind of themed. Like they go off in different directions and do kind of like isolated stories that are peripheral to the main storyline. And the last two episodes are bringing the main storyline home. Right. So maybe you just don't like the main storyline. Don't like endings? Possibly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you. I've been trying to figure it There's out. There's a lot wrong with me. a lot of time and energy into it. I just can't figure it out. I did watch uh, something with an end, and I'm happy that it has an end, uh, which is uh, Queen's Gambit. It's very good, beginning to end, whole thing. Is it in black and white? No. And you, Taylor Joy. Yeah. Did you watch that, Amanda? I'm like, I haven't finished the first episode. I've got 10 minutes left of the first episode. Oh. But when I, I, I will go back to it. I, I was interested. But Ding Dong over here was like, all you ever watch is stuff you've already seen or fucking Queen's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> That's is what it, you said to me. But Queen's Gambit is something you haven't seen. Isn't Queen's yeah, Gambit a movie? No. He, you were yelling at me because I was watching something that you felt was lame. <laughs> Seven episodes. Oh, wow. It's um, because uh, I've been watching all this like wild sci-fi shit and like crazy weird concepts, and like like you've been watching you know Friends for the fifth time. I have not. Or, or New Girl or something. New Girl. Okay. And then that finally you get out of that and you watch fucking chess. I was like, what is this? Well, you can sell the intern on pretty much anything as long as you say that Anya Taylor Joy is in it. So like the other day, I finished 
Peaky Blinders. I've now seen all five seasons of Peaky Blinders. And you know who showed up in Peaky Blinders in season Anya. five? Anya yeah. Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy. He's like, oh, I better check that show out. <laughs> it's going to be pretty hard. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it five five seasons before I get well, to see Well, you have to remember, see. the first season, it's just them starting out as a, as a gang. It's and just it's, them smoking cigarettes. It's all about the guns. The guns the and the guns, cigarettes. The guns. Yeah. And yeah, I'm watching Cillian Murphy smoke cigarettes. Makes me want to be a homosexual. <laughs> Have you tried, in turn, watching it on a treadmill? Uh, no. I listen to books when I run. You don't run anywhere. You don't anywhere. fucking run anywhere. Yeah. You, you walk that, that at a brisk so pace. Brisk pace. I slow, I slow run. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Call it whatever you want. Slow run, brisk walk, same shit. He trots from his car. <laughs> okay, let's be honest. I don't do either of those things. I prance. You prance <laughs> with a broom. Really high flailing arms. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Anyway, Anya Taylor-Joy is not even in the first episode for like five seconds at the beginning. She is. Yeah, she's in the opening sequence. Yeah. Yeah. What about movies? Have you seen Thoroughbreds? I have. Okay. Yes, so have I. Uh, Hey, Chelsea and I watched On the Rocks, starring Bill Murray and Rashida Jones. Take it away, Chelsea. Provide your uh, feedback to the podcast and to the cool billion about On the Rocks. It was... (laughs) I can really tell. Unremarkable. She was she was looking at Martin Freeman on IMDb. I was just still trying to figure out if he is hot or not, and uh, I'm gonna have to take that away. Haunt you for a while. Take that offline. Yeah. It's like I want to dry hump him, but I don't want to blow him. Definitely not. No. 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 He would have to do all the work, I think. <laughs> but his penis is probably so small and cute. That's... Super cute. It's got like a little Robin Hood hat on it. <laughs> No, he's kind of got medium dick energy. Medium. <laughs> it's okay. Like disturbingly large balls. Clackers, yes. Oh, you just like, like a lot of sack. Me and him would be like twins then. Yeah, so Bill Murray. Uh, <laughs> speaking of sack. Speaking of, what did you call them? Clackers? Yes, yeah, being clackers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's warm, which is what you expect from the trailer. After watching the trailer, you're like, okay, I'm going to settle into some warm, quirky indie movie. And that's what it is. Not a lot happens. I think Nathan and I were yelling at the TV screen like it was a sporting event. But um, I don't think that's how normal people would watch it. Yeah, the whole time. All I want to know is, is the husband cheating? That's what we were yelling at the screen the whole right. time. He's a cheater. He oh, did okay, it. so it's obvious. Fucking liar. <laughs> You should watch it. Find it. Find <clears throat> out for yourself. I'm not going to tell you what the movie is. It's it's Sofia Coppola. It is it is like a fine wine of cinema, right, intern? We were we were also trying to guess if her parents were the white parents or the black parents. Right. That's a fun game you can play when you watch this movie as well. <laughs> uh, Sofia uh, Coppola is the fine wine for sure. Mm. And I just talked over Daniel, which I told him was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can carry that same nondescript uh, feeling that you guys just relayed about that film to the other Bill Murray film with uh, uh, what's his name Adam Driver 
You know what I'm talking about? The like zombie, the zombie small movie. town one. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. The Jim Jarmusch thing. The we Dead tried. Don't Die. The Dead Don't Die. It was bad. Yeah, it was not. It was not good. Uh, I bought like, that. It'd be fun if it was like everybody, because it's like a quirky small town, it'd be fun if everybody had their own quirky sort of traits and personalities that made them stick out. But everyone is Adam Driver's character. Well, no, to be fair, Tilda Swinton. Okay, Tilda Swinton, yes. Is okay, fine and it doesn't matter what she's in. Yeah, she's like the Scottish corner that's like a... A samurai? Samurai warrior yeah, yeah. So that she is definitely her own thing but all the cops and everybody that's on the screen most of the time everyone's got the same lull like this and everything's so dry and a lot of just sitting in the car in silence like <laughs> it gets it really wears and then they do this weird breaking the fourth wall thing that i did not think played out well at all <clears throat> meanwhile jim jarmusch is in the background watching all the scenes develop <laughs> Perfect cut. Who is that? That's the director. Yeah, mm. you, you could see it's 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 masturbatory. Mm. It's probably going to end up in the Criterion Collection. Mm, great. Can we but have? It a, does have a lot of hilarious parts. It's just all of it the whole time, and then it has. Just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm jealous of your camaraderie right now. I would like to have a group discussion about the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh, it was so good. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a fun movie. That's 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 where the the <laughs> they they do the the quippy character right. Let's have a moment for the intern to explain how he feels after saying he was worried. Maybe he can atone. Um, I was worried. Yeah. And after the first four minutes, I was still worried. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of came around. Yeah. I did put it on the list of. Uh, TPP movies that I would consider purchasing. <gasps> Ooh. Does and then I you... thought about it again and deleted it from that list. Oh, you son of a mm-hmm. bitch. Oh, he you taunted me. Silly son of a bitch. Because you um, deleted the whole list. <laughs> nope. Um, it was fun, though. I feel like if I watched this by myself, I would hate it. And uh, <laughs> Nathan and Chelsea really pulled me in to the comedy. Yeah, but communal this, laughing this jim cummings person he stresses me out so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a little stressful he's so stressful i have to leave the room sometimes i'm getting contact well, stress there's only i think only chelsea and i have seen both thunder road and the wolf of snow and thunder road is the exact same it starts out with that awesome monologue and you're like oh this is awkward and depressing and hilarious and i that's a very difficult trifecta to pull off but then the movie continues and that feeling continues and gets worse <laughs> now in wolf of snow hollow he is he's more streamlined he's he, he's more like giving into the the alcoholism and the negativity and in thunder road he's like endlessly trying to put a good face on everything <sighs> all the time and it's while, just incessant. while he just continue his life continues yeah. to deteriorate yeah. everything about trash. his life is just, just falling the fuck apart and he is just trying to keep it where it needs to be he's a very interesting person though like as an actor he has a very unique yeah he does feel to him so i appreciate that. thunder road doesn't have any of those like librarian moments where he's like just so you know (laughs) 
<laughs> when, when a guy has been reading scary movies all night and you come up to him, you could get killed. You could get killed. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's none of that in Thunder Road. Mm-hmm. There's more just like... Just sadness in Thunder yeah. Road. He's just trying to... He does yeah. his interpretive dance at the funeral and then it's all downhill from there. <laughs> if you had done that to another officer, you could have been shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Snow Hollow is, is great. It's super breezy. It's like 82 minutes long or something. Yeah. Uh, everyone in it's memorable and has their moments. Like, I, I love the scene where they're early in the movie where they're all at the diner, all the cops, all the guy cops, and they're all talking <laughs> to each other. Oh, man. And he's like, can't we just like let it go? And he's like, no, no, we can't just let it go. We can't just not do anything. <laughs> We're cops. <laughs> And the and the gift basket for the guy trying to save his job. Yeah. yeah. Get the fuck out, Randy, or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Get out of the building. Yeah, and you know what? You do see Randy. When I watched it with the intern, I was like, "Oh, UK, there." You do get to see Randy. I think it'd be, it would have been funnier if you didn't get to see him at all. It and was fun. Hateful thoughts. I've had hateful thoughts about Randy and his family. <clears throat> oh, Randy. Fun. It's got a horror vibe. It's got a mystery vibe. It's funny. It's short. You can definitely yeah. toss that in your collection, despite not making the the precious internet TPP purchase list. You know what did go on the purchase list, which mm. I did enjoy, is uh, the missing link, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Sasquatch claymation movie. Oh, have you seen you? You've I own it. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm gonna update the website. It's the same guys that did. Kubo and the Two Strings and uh, Coraline. Oh, surprise, surprise. He does like Sasquatch movies. <laughs> I like a Sasquatch movie. There it like is. someone's getting a Son of Sasquatch DVD for Christmas. I already have that. Nathan got me a collection of like seven different Sasquatch movies. You in did? One. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's been a while. We'll have to update that, uh, that collection, Nathan. Uh, still on Amanda's burden list is Terminator 2, Predator, When Harry Met Sally, Boogie Nights, and Unforgiven. I watched Terminator 2. We've talked about this. Oh, Terminator 2 needs to come down? Okay. Yeah. Did we do Predator? No? Yes? No. no. Predator's good. You'll like yeah, Predator. It is good. Just like Superman from 1978 is good, and you should watch that instead of Justice League. Okay. Well, no. Lex Luthor is funny. In the old Superman movies. Oh, yeah. It's Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman's just like manic. And tipped up. He has true supervillain plans, which I appreciate. Yep. I want, I want a supervillain to buy a bunch of the mid-America and then plan to nuke California so that he gets shoreline <laughs> property. <laughs> new, new West Coast. My West Coast. That makes sense. Yes. Oh, it's great. And he does it all with like this pizzazz. He's so awesome. That fucking movie is actually tip top. But let's get back to the interns burden list here. Let's let's weigh in. So you've seen Missing Link. Have you seen uh, The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot? I did. You did. Okay. Uh, what about Abominable? I have not seen that one. Say Abominable again. Abominable? Abominable. What about Smallfoot? I have not seen Smallfoot or Son of Smallfoot. Uh, no, it's Son of the Son of Bigfoot. Oh, that one I have not seen. Okay, okay. what about Willow Creek? And that's not available. Written and directed by Bob Bobcat Goldthwait. Goldthwait. That's too bad because the poster actually looks interesting. Yeah, it actually looks like the most credible uh, yeah, Sasquatch movie of the entire burden list. But that's nice. Excellent. Okay, I think that's that. Just about wraps it up for the round table unless anyone has anything else they'd like to contribute let's get in the 
trailer machine. Oh, I think you forgot about. Oh, sorry, the the segment roller coaster. Our segment. What? <laughs> little uh. Wait, wait, is this rapid fire? Little it's little rapid. ditty known as rapid fire. Rapid fire. Those of you who are unfamiliar with rapid fire, after I play the rapid fire music, I rattle off three different headlines, and you guys have to you have to grab, you have to dogpile on it, otherwise you don't get any more information. That's because rapid fire moves at a clip. It moves. I never knew the rules until it, you just. Said this them. is new. This it, is all new. It moves like rapid fire. <laughs> rapid fire. Andy Samberg and Chris and Craig Robinson in a stoner comedy where getting high gives you superpowers. What? Disney has added a racism warning to Dumbo, Peter Pan, and Fantasia. You bet they have. And Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal is reteaming with Dennis Villeneuve for an HBO limited series. Hey, hey, Jake! Hey, Jake! Oh, yeah. I got really excited to watch a TV show. Mm. Is it called Hey, Jake? <laughs> no, it's called The Sun. Is it going to be on HBO Max? I don't know. I don't know how HBO. HBO Plenty. Okay, that's the one you want to talk about. That's nice. Well, we know that's the one you want to talk about, so we're indulging you. <laughs> Let's see here. Because I already forgot the first two. <laughs> it's so hard to keep them all in your head. Uh, there's a stoner thing, and I don't uh, care about that one, but I cared about the second one. And I the Disney. Racism warning. All right, yeah. Well. Sandberg is in it. It can probably make it work. <clears throat> That's a true fact. I wonder. I want to know what the racism war- warning says. Like, warning. What is the language? This is racist. Fantasia? And Dum- Dumbo and Peter Pan. Yeah, Dumbo Pan. is the, probably the most Pan racist I get. one. It's pretty racist. Is I watched it, it recently. <laughs> is Dumbo. It? With Dumbo, I'm sure there's like some racist crows or something around. I don't have anything more for you other than that The Sun was going to be a feature film and then it turned into a limited series, which is better. Which is what they should have done with uh, Devil All the Time. And like what they're doing with the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. (laughs) Really? Hold on. What? Yeah, they're releasing it as a three-part limited series. Did you just make that up? No. Why isn't that in rapid fire, honey? This program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. That's actually a fair warning. And one that could be applied to like 70% of films. This program is presented as originally created. It may contain outdated cultural depictions. Well, obviously, like we do have brains, you know. No, but kids don't. The kids, I mean, they don't even know what that sentence means, though. I know, but now when you watch it with your kids, you can explain. That is not how How the African-American community is as human beings. Yeah, Daphne, I know all this is going over your head and you're making no attachment between this is how you actually treat someone in reality, but I'm going to interject right now and let you know that you should be embarrassed and shameful of what you're looking at. (laughs) Perfect. This is exactly what they're looking for, Daniel. You did a great job. Reload. Rapid fire. David Fincher has signed a four-year exclusive deal with Netflix. David Fincher says that Mindhunter Season 3 is unlikely. Boo! And Johnny Depp has left the Fantastic Beasts franchise by request after losing his defamation lawsuit against Amber Heard for being a wife beater. And he's still getting paid. Still getting paid. At least that's happening. Because he was asked to leave. 
and the internet has roared in his defense larger than anything I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, they want Amber Heard to be cut from Aquaman 2. Yeah, there's like four million signature petitions out for her removal, for boycotting Warner Brothers in general, like all sorts of crazy shit. That's outrageous. Wait, wait, wait. I don't don't know anything about this story. So Johnny Depp was found guilty in court of law? No, 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 no. Uh, They had a messy divorce. Uh She called him a wife beater in the divorce proceedings. Uh Uh, Johnny Depp sued her for defamation Uh for saying that he was a wife beater. He lost his defamation lawsuit, and as a result of losing the defamation lawsuit, he had an agreement with Warner Brothers that he would leave the Fantastic Beasts franchise if he lost the lawsuit. I didn't even know they were making more Fantastic Beasts. Oh, yeah, movies. there's going to be like three more probably. Yeah, he's getting that re- he's that getting is the correct takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting replaced <laughs> by Mads Mikkelsen. Do you know who Mads Mikkelsen is? No, but he sounds like a superhero. He is the bad guy from Casino Royale, James Bond with the blood tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't but, seen any of the Fantastic Beasts movies, so that no. means nothing to me. And no one should, because yeah. they're garbage. You should have referenced Maybe. these from the TPP film Polar. I have never put, hey, to my credit, I have never put a, a Hobbit movie or a Fantastic Beasts movie in a lineup. You, so by you, gotta, you mean the producers of... Oh, right. I mean the the round... T- the, <laughs> the, 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 sad, the sad sack board. But the point is that Amber Heard is abusive, she is an abuser. She so is. that's, yes. Okay. Well, yeah. the obvious joke there was that she would have to leave Aquaman 2 for taking a beating. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Before, oh. you, before you said that. Now she's, you know, <clears throat> abusive. It's one of those situations. It doesn't sound like Depp has a history of beating people, but Amber Heard definitely has a history of beating people. And oh, really? when they were together, they probably beat each other. Yeah. <laughs> they, just, they, brought the, they brought the worst out of each other. And uh, that's... That's it. Also, you only gave us two rapid fires. Yeah. Oh, was that those two not the same? That David Fincher was canceling Mindhunter? Those are separate things. That he signed a four-year deal with oh. Netflix only to say that season three of Mindhunter is unlikely. Well, what the fuck are you going to be doing for four years, David, if you're not going to be continuing to make the show that Chelsea and I love very much? Yeah, but get ready for Zodiac 2. No. Yeah. Oh. Well, well anything Zodiac, must be better theory. than Merck or Mac yeah. or whatever the yeah. hell that is. Mank is his next film. It's coming out on Netflix on December 4th. It is not in the lineup, and I'm going to tell you why. Tell us. It's the most boring trailer I've ever seen in my life. I cannot wait to yeah. watch it. It is in black and white, and Gary Oldman is in it. Mm-hmm. So Andrew already has <laughs> and a it boner. it god-awful. It's a big one, too. It'll well, probably it's a partial. It'll probably be good, but it looks terrible. For me, that's raging. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah. It's like the Phantom Thread and Tinker t- Soldier toy. Oh yeah, movie. it's that's not going to be anything like that. That's a great combo, Daniel. Yes, Tinker, mm-hmm. Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy, and what did you say? Phantom Thread and Phantom Thread combined. At the risk of sounding <laughs> stupid on this, in front of millions and millions of fans, right? Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy is the only movie that, at the end, when they revealed the twist, I was like, "Who is that?" <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone. (laughs) (sighs) Reload. (laughs) Rapid fire. Uh, uh, Getting a boner while climbing Mount Everest is common because of the pressure change. For the first time in 50 years, Charlie Brown holiday specials will not air on network TV because Apple bought them. 
and Anya Taylor-Joy is going to lead the Mad Max Furiosa spinoff. I'm excited. Oh, what a conundrum. <laughs> no, it's over. I'm excited. I don't care. <laughs> That's goddamn it. You are fucking shameless. I am. The only thing that would make it worse is if Disney bought whatever that director's name is, Miller, George Miller, and started funding him. What if the main villain... Then I'd still like it because she's in it. In the new Mad Max movie is Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be the most boring Mad Max ever. Also, what's up with Apple TV? What is it? Can somebody tell me what it is? It's its own streaming service, and they're making their own shows. And they've made some decent shows as well. They're going to make the Foundation series. Yeah. It's like Disney. It's like Disney Plus. It's like Apple Plus. Yeah. Foundation. Yeah, the Foundation based on Isaac Asimov. I watched that trailer, and I just don't have the energy. They're like <laughs> it spans thousands of years and yeah. encom- encompasses hundreds of character arcs, and yeah. it's the greatest sci-fi show ever. And I'm and, like, you're asking a lot. And Star Wars ripped it off because there's a there's a Galactic Empire in it. Yeah, <laughs> and Lee and Lee Pace is like the leader of the Galactic Empire. Well, I do love Lee Pace; that it does have that going for it. Mm-hmm. Lady boners, lady boners. Mm-hmm. Lee Pace has aged a lot better than Edward Norton. But for the first time ever, you have to go onto Apple TV and uh, ask to see Charlie Brown specials because they're not going to be on TV anymore. Are they? What do you be mean free? you have to ask? Who do you have to ask? I don't know how it works. Siri. I don't know yeah. how it works. Yeah, you have to be like, Siri, can I please watch Charlie Brown? And then she's like, you know what you have to do. And then you have to like cut your your hand and put a little blood on the phone. I got a new phone and I didn't know how to turn it off because they changed how to turn the fucking thing off. And so I got really pissed and I was yelling and I was like, Siri, turn the goddamn phone off. And she said, I won't respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's got a fucking lip. I was like, what the fuck did you work for me? <laughs> You're like, I own you, slave. Jesus. Please, you're being hysterical. <laughs> we have uh, we have contacted the authorities. Please wait where you are. Um yeah, no, speaking of Apple TV, I watched a show I forgot to mention. I watched a a show with Jason Sudeikis in it that they made called Ted Lasso. It's about mm-hmm. a American football coach that goes and gets hired as a soccer coach cuz he's trying to escape his his uh, divorce and his break up with his wife he's like this uber over-the-top positive character that just has no it doesn't have the ability to be negative about anything and uh it's, <laughs> it's a good character to play it's interesting because they're like i think apple's trying to like lure a british audience with it because jason sudeikis headlines it but he's an american fish out of water with all these british people and the soccer team and trying to learn soccer and i don't know it's just a fun 30-minute comedy show and it was lots of football soccer jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. You I mean lots I, of football football I jokes? Enjoyed it. And then right after I finished watching that show, I watched an episode of The Mandalorian and Jason Sudeikis was in a stormtrooper suit and I called it. <laughs> I was like, I know that voice. It's a great opening sequence. <laughs> you should watch The Mandalorian season 1 just for that one scene. It's hilarious. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Rapid fire. Okay, last time. Gerard Butler returning, fourth movie, Fallen franchise. Oh, thank yes. God. We've night, been waiting. Night has fallen. LeVar Burton, frontrunner to replace Alex Trebek as the host of Jeopardy. It's too soon. It's too soon. 
Okay, how about starting That's... next season, CBS will require reality show casts to be 50% non-white. CB who? CBS, Survivor and Big Brother. Oh. Yeah, everything's okay. everything's going that way. I mean, just do it. Why do you have to say you're doing it? Mm. Because that's the point. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Yes. Look, we're doing it. Please don't cancel us. Because I'm a big reality TV person. I've become that way from working Mm -hmm. from home for nine months. Yep. And um, why don't you you tell them? Why don't you tell them about about The Bachelorette? Oh, my God. So good. (laughs) I used to have standards, but now here I am. Well, doesn't that need to go fifty percent non-white? I was I was wondering if it was included. No, that's ABC. They can stay purely white with a few black guys. But the, I think the current Bachelorette is black. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So well, well, no, she was replaced first time ever because the uh, the thirty-nine-year-old Bachelorette found love too soon. To with a black person. So fuck with you. A, with a black person. Jesus Christ! It's almost like they scripted it. <laughs> okay. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready to review some movies. Uh, take Finally. us in the Jesus. movie machine. <laughs> Finally, Jesus. We have before us what could be the greatest lineup that we have ever experienced. You know, I knew that. I knew when I woke up this morning, I knew that this was going to be the best lineup that we've ever had. <laughs> I'm just reading a press release here from Sad Sack Studios right now. It says here that this is the greatest lineup that we have ever had. Before. Okay, now we don't say this very often. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest lineup you will ever witness as a member of this podcast. In the lineup to which all of you shall be bequeathed. And I'm not fucking around this time. This time it is serious. Tonight could be the greatest lineup, pound for pound, best lineup we've ever experienced before on Trailer Park Podcast. Wow! Well, I like a good pound. Uh, Sadzak has has issued a few statements, okay? Okay, here we go. Best show ever. Uh, um, <laughs> this lineup will change your life, yeah, and so, you'll punch a baby. And uh, number 80 means harmony. And the sexual position of 127 is socially distanced masturbation. Daniel. That's right. The headliner for 127 is The King's man the king's man here we go this will not be a war of heroes. Which is all to see. This is going to be fun. <laughs> the world burns. You have no idea of what men are capable of. We must do something. I know you want to fight. But there are other ways of doing your duty. You're going to need a suit. (laughs) Come on. We are the first independent intelligence agency. Preserving peace and protecting life. Welcome to the club. Generals gathered in their masses. (laughs) Just like witches at Black 
jump out of a plane safely. Nathan, start us off. Worried or excited about the Kingsman? Well, this was a previous headliner, and it had to be pulled because it got delayed, and oh my goodness, has it ever been delayed? It was... Originally supposed to come out on November 15th, 2019. Uh, Then it was pushed to February 14th, 2020. It was then delayed again until September 18th, 2020. And now it is supposed to come out February 12th, 2021. And it may never come out. There may never, a new release may never come out ever again. This is true. The theaters may just end and we'll never see these movies. Well, maybe they'll just start streaming them all. Who knows? I am a fan of the Kingsman franchise. People who have issues with the Golden Circle are wrong are wrong uh kingsman prequel i like it it's gonna introduce a bunch of other characters ray fines is a great choice to lead this uh aaron tyler johnson the guy who played kick-ass and matthew good the guy who played um fuck i forget the character's name in the watchman the uh rorschach no the rich super rich guy that is ends up being the bad guy anyway well the blonde yeah adrian Adrian, yeah. So Matthew Good, who played Adrian in The Watchmen, and Aaron Tyler Johnson, who played Kick-Ass, are in this movie, but they're not in the trailer. So I wonder how vital of a role they play. And there's uh, a whole bunch probably of... probably essential. Yeah, probably. This is classic old-school Kingsman twist, Mark Miller, comic-driven, James Bondy, world elites getting together with Rasputin and causing chaos, and the King's Man, the Gentleman. This really speaks to us when you say, cousin, gentleman. It's a gentleman's <laughs> movie. As a gentleman, yes. As yeah. a gentleman. They have to, you know, grab their umbrellas and their canes and their finely tailored suits and and deal with the problems at hand and do it in a flashy and stylish way. Of course I'm excited about this. Why wouldn't you be? I'm just excited to find out when it actually comes out. Right. And all of it to the score of a, of a Black Sabbath. They you they use the music really well in the trailer, the pounding yeah. of the fists on the table, the crescendo. It's a great trailer. It's a fun trailer. I think I can, I can I can make this quick. I'm also excited. I'm glad that there's another Kingsman movie coming out. Uh, I kind of assumed they would have to make a prequel because they sort of like, you know, you want to like cut off a major feature as like a shocking twist to the end of your movie. But I feel like they cut off too many features at the end of the second film. So. 
I prequel makes sense. That said, I do kind of lament that we're not going to have like the guy that's been in the other two films who's been our main guy. What's his name? Eggsy. Yeah, Eggsy. I'm going to miss him. going to miss uh, uh, Colin, Colin Farrell. Firth. Or Colin Firth. Yeah, Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever Earth. said that. Cut off your fucking head. <laughs> and um, I think one of Aaron Tyler Johnson and or Matthew Good could be playing Eggsy's father. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm down. All the action looks good. They they they're like you said they do a good job with the music and scoring and stuff like that. And I'm a sucker for slow mo. Never gets old. So I'm excited. I just want more, more Kingsman, more movies like this. It's just so fun and graphic. And I don't even like period pieces, but I'll make an exception. And can you call? Wait, is period pieces only for dramas where there's pretty dresses and it's like Jane Eyre? Yeah. <laughs> I think if it gets nominated for art direction then or costume design. costume design, yeah. yeah, I just don't care that much about history. But unless it's Wonder Woman coming out of the uh, trenches in World War One, God, I cried. <laughs> I also cried uh, during regularly during the song that James Bond song, "You Know My Name," every time. <sighs> Anyways, I'm excited. Is that because the guy that sang it killed himself? No, did he? Yeah. It was probably because he knew he could never do better. So lead singer of Soundgarden killed himself. Right after the song or? No. no. Chris Cornell? Chris Cornell, yeah. Didn't he kill himself? I believe so. Yeah. I think he hung himself. Yeah. Well, thanks for making Hang. me feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, Nathan. Fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact. Suicide. Black holes. I'm all in. I'm excited. Boom. Dropping dropping hammers. Dropping it'd, be, it'd be better if Henry Cavill was in it or Martin Freeman. Yeah. Some different Brits. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks great. It looks like a super fun time. Like they all do. Can't wait for it. Sad that it's been pushed back so many times. I'm a little suspect by the fact that it got pushed back in November. You know, yeah. the, the COVID pushback makes sense, but... Why did it get delayed in November? Who knows? Either way, I'm going to see it and I'm going to have a good time. Does it have big dick energy? No, I don't think Ray Fiennes has big dick. No. Uh, Chelsea is looking at me confused. Earlier today, uh, um, Amanda was telling me that she was watching a bunch of Henry Cavill movies because he has big dick energy. And then earlier she said that Martin Freeman has medium medium dick dick energy. So I'm trying to gauge what size of dick energy this movie has. Well, this this isn't so much, you know, defined by its dick. Okay. (laughs) Dick isn't everything, Nathan. Uh, The Kingsman's dick is undefinable, Nathan. Yeah, it's a it's a variety dick energy. It's a it's a Um, gentleman's dick. Yes, he's got that gentlemanly dick. Oh, I do feel like Ray Fiennes would have a, um, <laughs> sort of like a sickly, too pale kind of penis, but no, but I, really good at cunnilingus. I feel like it, yes. But his I feel dick like, is good at cunnilingus? Oh, he's good at cunnilingus. He's good at cunnilingus. I feel like his penis is very slender. Yeah, it's very slender and like and too pale, you know, like paler than his own pale right, already yeah. body. Yeah, no, I get that. Like, like he's been sunbathing in a speedo i can't wait for the porno the slender dick it's interminable Uh, a really thin dick that gets really hard we're just trotting right along to so simple (laughs) we're twer it so simple twer enter i think they should make 
movies out of everything that Mark Millar writes. He has an exclusive deal with uh, Netflix. Yeah, they're doing Reborn, which my favorite artist, Drew. I'm very excited. Um, This is going to be good. Uh, Mark Millar does not write bad comics, and everything they've translated into movies has been good. So why would you be worried about this? There's no reason for that. We're all excited. So far, this is the best lineup that we've ever had. (gasps) It's fine. Truncate silence. I'll take care of that. (laughs) (laughs) In your uh, teeter, because that's what we do here for the Cool Billion and anyone who's who's a first-timer, it's Headliner, Teeter, Fulcrum, Totter, Five-Hole. Your teeter tonight stars Nicolas Cage. And it's called jujitsu. Jujitsu. Here we go. You know what I don't understand? How the hell are you still alive? Made a pretty bad fall. The comet you see in the sky right now passes over the Earth every six years and causes a portal. But when it's open, you get a visitor from a distant galaxy. The poet warrior in the sci-fi sense. The spaceman. And he comes here looking for a fight with you. The chosen jujitsu. If he doesn't get it, he stays and he kills everything. That is alien politics 5 through 15. Now you are all the chosen jujitsu fighters. But as long as you die bravely, no one else will have to. crazy, like me. There's no honor in killing crazy. I can fly too. Um, Amanda, worried or excited? Oh my God. Everything about this trailer is right. (laughs) (laughs) Like we come in hot. We've got some dude falling through the sky into the ocean waters and cage talking about jujitsu and aliens and portals and portals every six years. That's very frequent. (laughs) (laughs) We're just talking about that. That is Very often we're having to fight for the safety of this planet (laughs) using jujitsu. Okay. Okay. His hair is on point. Also, does he have, is he trying for an accent? 
something slipping in and out. <laughs> I this please tell me this comes out before the end of the year. It will save 2020. November. Oh. oh, major. That's major excited for you then. Oh, very much so. Yeah, I'm I'm going to come in after that. I am also very, very excited about Jujutsu, mostly because I haven't stopped thinking about this since we like accidentally watched the trailer or talked about it a little while ago because I couldn't get over the fact that it was like from the guy that brought you kickboxer retaliation. <laughs> Because that just burned into my brain is like, who the fuck cares about that movie? Anyway, I watched that movie and it's fucking bonkers. It is like, it is like half, it's like half Fast and the Furious, half hard ticket to Hawaii. Like it slips in and out of the most cocaine 80s, low budget bullshit you've ever seen. And then all of a sudden a million dollar stun effect will come out of nowhere. Like it is so schizophrenic and everyone in it is just ridiculous over the top dialogue. And very violent. So uh, jujitsu is going to, I think it's going to play out exactly as Amanda presented it. <laughs> I'm excited. Chelsea? Okay. I just want to make sure I understand the timeline here. So step one, aliens land on Earth. Hmm. Step two, we teach aliens jujitsu. And step three, they wipe out civilization. Hmm. And that's alien politics, five through 15. Um, I thought it was... <laughs> They land, we jujitsu, oh, and if they're unsatisfied them. with our jujitsu, then they kill us all. Almost yeah. like a ceremony, a jujitsu ceremony. Oh, it's a it's a, like a rite of passage. This it, this is basically the plot of Mortal Kombat too. I want to point that out. Stave off <laughs> obliteration on Earth by impressing the alien with your jujitsu. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna say. I'm worried, but what if the fight choreography is fucking great? Tony Jaa. Nicolas Cage is the last billing. The only thing that concerns me is that it appears that Nicolas Cage will be featured in the final fight. Yep. Oh, (laughs) Nicolas Cage is going to win the final fight. Sorry, sorry. I don't want to, you know, be uh, disrespectful. Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage will be staged in the final fight. Yeah, he's the sword master. Yeah. What if what if he's the first fight and he loses? And is killed? Yeah. Well, he's, well then he I'm told excited, all the other ones but they someone will die. have to let me know. Andrew, do not talk over me. Yeah, I, you are not allowed to talk over her. <laughs> I would apologize, but Nathan spoke. Here, bring your micropenis energy to this. Uh, Cut his mic. What else do you want from a bad kung fu movie? Mm. I mean... Jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu is the temple. I don't know what I'm saying. There's portals, sure. Uh, I'm really interested to see. There's a lot of kung fu people that probably listen to us as a part of the cool billion, and they're offended when you call jiu-jitsu a kung fu movie, so you just have to say jiu-jitsu movie. um, This martial arts film. (laughs) (laughs) I just got to try to be politically correct here. So I don't offend, you know, the kickboxers of the world. Can we curate a disclaimer to put at the beginning of the podcast? Right. Yes. No matter what martial art the intern says, he means jujitsu. Disclaimer. Uh, I'm really excited. This reminds me of uh, Dragon Blade with uh, Nicolas Cage and Hayden Christensen. Oh, oh right. Um, yeah, that was on, which a, on a Lost Trailers episode. I ripped apart that movie but if i watch it again 
I'm sure that I will enjoy it as much as I plan to enjoy this one. Will you enjoy it enough to remember its actual name? Dragon Blade? No. The actual name Jiu-Jitsu. of that movie was Outcast. You're thinking of Dragon Blade starring Jackie Chan and John Cusack. Boom. Oh, shit. I am. Yep. Sit down Same thing and happened take a break. For both take of those. a minute. Take a minute. You fucked up. Just take a minute. Those two movies are almost exactly the same. Take a minute, and I'm going to talk about this. It's an hour and 42 minutes. Uh, Nicolas Cage was only part of the first five days of the six weeks of shooting. That's all you need. Nicolas Cage replaced Bruce Willis. <laughs> what? As you Good do. Story. What? Yeah. I was like down. I was laying down, <laughs> drinking my wine, but I have to sit up. What? Nicolas Cage and his son Weston have trained jujitsu together. Like before this, or because not, of that's this? not that's not surprising at all. And despite being named jujitsu, there is absolutely no jujitsu used in the trailer. That's I okay. Thank God, I was like sitting here, like I'm pretty sure jujitsu is all like grappling, it's throwing, and grappling. Yeah, and, and all of this is kickboxer stuff. <laughs> well, there you go. This should just be called kickboxer, uh, you know, renovation or something. <clears throat> I'm incredibly worried, but I think that I might enjoy it, and we should maybe have a Netflix party. Oh yeah, like the last jujitsu. Nick Cage one we watched together. The problem that was is, fun. is that it's really difficult to be worried in the presence of such excitement. Like everything you guys said was so Actually, okay, yeah. I will I will put my worry on the table and you guys can convince me. I don't know what we're worried about what? Like uh, about having fun, Amanda. What kind of energy? Are you are you scared that it's not going to deliver on the fun Actually, and that it's just going to be a bad movie? <laughs> I mean, I guess I could see that happening, but I I don't know. I'm worried like, uh, another portal. I'm worried <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you what I'm worried about. I'm getting, like, zany, ridiculous. I'm worried that Nicolas Cage is going to die early on, and we're going to be stuck with Tony Jaw and Frank Grillo and some fucking alien guy in a costume. I'm I'm pretty sure Frank Grillo is is the guy that's in Kickboxer Retaliation, (laughs) and he's a great leading man. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that Tony Jaw is the space guy. No, Tony Jaw is, like, the, the Thai, the thin Thai dude. I don't know who the space man is, but this is essentially Predator plus Mortal Kombat. That's what this is. Whoa. Whoa. Really? Whoa. Exactly. Whoa. Okay, I'm on the fence excited. Oh, you, you did it. I'm you on the fence excited. Did Andrew already say he was worried? Can we move on? No, I was excited. Oh, okay. no, another portal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what kind of energy are we dealing with here, Amanda? What kind of what size of penis is this? Um, It's not so much a size. It's more like a, um, uh, like a, like when you're rolling what I imagine someone who's like rolling on ecstasy or Molly or something, it's that sort of dick energy. Like it is going to be hard for a really long time. It's a rolling dick energy. Like too long. Yeah, Wait, call yeah, call your doctor long. after an hour and 42 minutes. It's, Probably, not, yeah. it's not overly impressive. It's not too veiny. It's just there ready to go. It's just direct. With no, with no pressure. No just, pressure. just so everyone knows, uh, Rick Ewan, his name in this is Captain Sand. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Okay. Oh, that's well, wonderful. Thanks, thanks for that tidbit. What a name. Great. <clears throat> All right, trailer number three tonight uh, is, uh, well, it's 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 a fulcrum for today's age. It's a fulcrum for the moment. It's a romantic comedy uh, Yeah, it's, it's, drama? A, it's a drama comedy romance. It's a love story. It's called Songbird. 
Songbird. Here we go. Good morning, Miss Garcia. Good morning, sunshine. I miss you. I could kiss you right now. Yeah, well, someday. Curfew is now in effect. All unauthorized citizens must stay indoors. Tensions rise as we enter the 213th week of lockdown. A grim new reality emerges. COVID-23 has mutated. Beginning thermal scan. Thermal scan normal. Horrifying new development. New data confirms the virus attacks the brain tissue. death toll rises to over 110 million. All infected Americans are being forced into quarantine camps. Sarah. Sarah, what's going on? Department of Sanitation. Sarah, talk to me. I think my neighbor has a fever. It'll be so much easier if you just open the door. Mrs. Grant, you have visitors. Sarah, do not open that door. Daniel, you worried or excited about Songbird? Um, I'm going to table the discussion about whether or not I believe this is a legitimate horror trailer <clears throat> <laughs> for now. Um, Joe Blow called it a horror movie. By the directors of Purge or producers of Purge. Platinum yeah, Jones. I mean, that's why you can, we, we can argue it. That's why I'm, I'm more going to focus on the fact that this kind of, these kind of films always always bother me because one they're just like they're really just playing on current events Mm -hmm. like real hard Mm -hmm. and two i can never tell if it's like are you guys just exploiting it and being kind of sleazy or is this like brainwashing like am i being trained that this is my up and coming future like i'd always get that vibe i know that's a paranoid conspiratorial thing but i always get that vibe when i see stuff like this come out when this kind of thing is currently happening or leading up to um, I it's hard to say from the trailer. This might be like a thrilling sort of dystopian ride. I saw Demi Moore in there, which was weird. 
Yeah. Um, but it could also just be a lot of people crying in their houses by themselves mm. and talking on phones about how much they miss hugging and touching. And maybe one day in the future when we didn't let the world uh, enslave us all. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm worried. It doesn't necessarily speak to the quality, which seems like okay, at least objectively. But I'm worried because just because this kind of stuff always just puts me off. It's fair. I'm terrified of this. Maybe it's all the podcasts I've been listening to, but COVID-23 and uh, scanning someone with an app and then having the GPS location bring armed militants to your door to put you into a quarantine camp. Wearing a yellow star badge or a yellow bracelet. There's a lot of yourself. There's a lot of imagery. This is the first major Hollywood movie about the pandemic. There's a bunch of bullshit. I was looking at all the names of the movies that have been made, and it's actually overwhelming how many bullshit B movies have been made. And yeah, yeah Demi Moore's in there. Peter Stormer's in there. Daddario's in this. Alexander Daddario. She was just in one scene in the trailer, and that's it. And yeah, there's a bit of a uh, romance or a drama at the center of it. But for the most part, it's all the peripheral, peripheral stuff. The images of the quarantine camps and the, the whole cell phone app thing. Just it's, it's unsettling. And I don't want to watch this movie and it's terrifying. <laughs> you've, I think this is the first movie you've been afraid of. Well, just all the ideas <laughs> and the concepts in it are like ringing with some of my worst fears about where this kind of pandemic nonsense could go if we allow them to start to strip away our civil liberties and then all of a sudden we're, you know, locked down in a, hmm. in a, in yeah. a world that I don't want to live in. So it's... Year, uh, year five of quarantine. Do you have ah. your bracelet? Oh my God, yeah. I'm immune, I'm immune, I'm immune. Oh shit. <laughs> shit, he was immune. <laughs> That's the movie I want to watch. They probably had some antibodies or something. If anyway. they turn oh, this into God. a comedy, I would be all over it. Well, that's why, I mean, oh. the IMDb, I think, incorrectly categorized the genre of this movie, which was mm-hmm. the joke. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> um, personally, if this type of movie replaces environmental disaster movies, then I'm excited in general. I'm not necessarily excited about this movie. Wow, nice point, yeah, though. Good, yeah, good. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot more of a playground that you can explore and play in in this pandemic environment than just the world randomly ends and Jake Gyllenhaal survives somehow. Yeah, that is like the last, like, 10 years of mainstream horror movies, which is like, boom, 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 climate change, 2035, half of us are dead. <laughs> and then so, after the storm, oh, this the atmosphere looks clear for the first time in 100 years. Like, okay. Chelsea, you don't want Geostorm 2? I didn't say that, Andrew. <laughs> I, we, we were joking before, though, that you could make a pandemic movie and still call it the day after tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could double up on that bad boy. Or the day after tomorrow, a, tomorrow, or have like a climate change movie where climate change causes the pandemic. <gasps> oh, well, that's like yeah. a democratic wet dream. Oh, so my my thoughts on this are that I love a movie so much that this seems like it's going to do a worse job than Twelve Monkeys. Mm. Twelve Monkeys is actually not that good. In my personal opinion. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Well, I don't know why up. I'm praising it so much. <laughs> anyway. That's <laughs> a fuck. I really liked it. 
and I, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Cool story. This looks like it's uh, meant for TV, like a six, six episode series. You remember the last time you said that? <laughs> yep, I did. I could enjoy this a lot. I am interested. I will say that. I do want to watch it. I guess I'm excited. Well, it has limp dick energy, wouldn't you say, Amanda? My favorite it kind. It has limp dick energy. It's like <laughs> sick dick energy. Yeah. It's like it's like when you're fooling around with a guy who's on antidepressants and you just never get anywhere. It's not like when when you whip out your dick and then instead of coming, your dick sneezes. Ugh. What? Yeah, it just sort of drains. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just feel like this movie's going to be, you know what this movie's missing is like, I feel like one of the like military generals or some sort of main older character, not our two lovebirds, but should be Dwayne the Rock Johnson in that this movie looks super forgettable. Mm. And um, I wish I want, I want to like it. I want it to be, I don't know, more compelling or interesting, but mostly it's just depressing and uh, no one's going to remember it two years from now. Absolutely. Did you guys catch yeah. that weird part where, and I don't know if this is a prostitute, by, but I imagine that she was a prostitute. Hmm. Like, what does prostitution as a profession look like in COVID-20,002? Right. Like, I got my yellow in, bracelet, baby. Right, yeah. And they're wearing this, she's wearing this face shield, and I just think... Yeah. There's some interesting avenues to go down, and I agree. This is not the movie to do that. But, but can, can Michael Bay and Platinum Dunes guide this to the shores of entertainment? I'd be more excited if Michael Bay actually directed it. Oh. Like some slow-mo like Just virus. Like, yeah, one of those deb- like double propeller helicopters coming over one of the quarantine camps, and then it gets like shot out of the sky, and it's like <laughs> barreling into people. <laughs> In slow motion. In slow motion. Yeah. Of course. I think the concepts are interesting. I'm excited and I'm excited for more. Okay. This is just the beginning, I think. Yeah, it is. Of a cash grab that could create something that's worth watching. Oh, yeah. Right now, Eric Roberts is filming a movie called like COVID-20 <laughs> or something. He's filming a, a, a five-movie series, a franchise. Yeah. This is almost yeah. like a warning, like a buckle up. There's more to come. <laughs> Left behind, colon coronavirus uh-huh left behind in the pandemic okay forget it uh well i didn't you know i just wanted to point out that michael bay is actually going to be directing a movie uh called ambulance starring jake gyllenhaal hey hey jake hey jake so there's never a time when you're not at least a little bit aroused by gyllenhaal I think I'm ready to put uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's penis in my mouth. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> I like Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor. I th- Maybe Jake Gyllenhaal will win an Oscar. Hey, hey, Jake. Put your dick in my mouth, Jake. <laughs> Thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Our show is so, like, sexually aggressive. <laughs> it's wet. It's wet. Hmm. Put your dick in my mouth. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be interested in, in what kind of uh, what kind of energy this one's bringing. Uh, trailer number four in the totter tonight, the prom.
the prom. Here we go. You got the steps. You got the notes. But where's the zazz, baby? What is going on? Who are you people? Oh my God, that's... Where is my suite? We don't have a suite. Now, do you have a suite? We have come to this community on behalf of a young girl. I just want to go to prom like any other kid. All opposed. Daniel, you worried or excited about the prom? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you kicked it to me because I was going to kick it to Amanda because I was like, I want to hear her views on this because I can already see her crying to this movie. <laughs> I don't think you know me at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, honey, because, okay, I have so many issues with this. One, why are all of these people in this movie? Like they're dancers. No, I'm talking about Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman. Like, like these are Michael Keegan Key. Keegan Michael Key. These are <laughs> high-profile actors in this Netflix movie that looks like it belongs on the fucking Hallmark Channel. But at the same time, while it looks like a super cheesy, lame story, because I think it's like the girl wants to take her girlfriend. Like I think it's like that simple. Mm-hmm. That it's this movie looks so expensive. Mm. You know how expensive it is to choreograph all and have all these dancers and all of this like sets and theater and singing and musical. Ne- like what is who, who who asked who who needed this movie? <laughs> who paid for this movie? Why? Like, I agree. I, aren't we past this high school musical glee yeah, demographic? I just want to say that while I was watching this, I pictured in my brain, in my imagination, in my mind's eye, I pictured intern Chelsea and myself choreographically doing plies and arabesques out of the apartment, up the stairs, and out into the parking lot, and doing some sort of dance routine <laughs> with, with big smiles on our faces and doing flips and shit. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I just I watched this trailer, and I'm like, wow, I want to get out. I just want to go dance. 
This isn't Footloose. I want to stretch my dance muscles. This holiday season coming out was never so gay. I know. <laughs> I know. There's that other one with Kay Stew, and she's bringing home her, or she's she's the lesbian girlfriend that's being brought home for Christmas, and nobody knows, and she's in the closet, and it's all about being gay. That at least has some substance. Like, that at right. least has a little bit of character development, a little bit of conflict in it. This is so basic. The plot is so mm. basic, it actually hurts to watch. And is I it love... Li- is it literally Nicole. that? It's literally... I mean, I haven't read the synopsis. Maybe the producer can shed some light. Oh, let's see. On the... Because if it's really just that she wants to take her girlfriend to prom and they won't let her... And the like, gay what, community what? comes to support her. What era is this? Exactly. If you didn't allow a girl in school to take her girlfriend to prom, you'd be shot in the street. Also, why is she asking permission? Right. You just, show you just go. Guys, no, it's it's political. Oh, what is it? A troop of hilariously self-obsessed theater stars swarm into a small, conservative Indiana town in support of a high school girl who wants to take her girlfriend to the prom. It's fucking footloose. Yeah, I, that's what I said. But and I guess why are they having this like school vote where it's like all in, all against, and everyone raises their hand. It's also two hours and ten minutes long. Holy shit! Shut up. Against <laughs> oh, so they're you got to bring these like West Coast uh, theater elites to come into this podunk rural backward town and open up everybody's minds. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'll tell I'll tell you all the the things that are wrong uh, that would make this movie great. Uh, first, you need to change the genre. It needs to be horror, and. <laughs> Then, um, during the singing and dancing numbers, people need to start getting naked, and that would it would be fantastic. I'd be Internet, all. I, you're you're onto something here. I think we could, you and I, we could do like a horror, a really gory horror film that begins as a musical, but then everyone in it just starts getting relentlessly murdered. Right. The two of you just making like Andy Kaufman style surprise endings. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm so in. I'm so excited right now. Uh, this this uh, trailer has made me excited to do anything else. <laughs> wow, is that the ultimate word? At least, at least it's got a lot of like pizzazz and energy. And there's <laughs> the, the one guy, the the guy in the in the football jacket at the beginning of the trailer doing the doing multiple the flip. flips, and then you know turning his side to the camera. It's like High School smile. Musical. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was like college the musical or something like that prom though just a bunch of worries then can we say we're all worried yeah yeah. uh can we sing we're all worried but i love i are so worried that was really good we are worried now oh you stayed on tune yeah people need to start it for me that's stunning i say something else yeah that i love i love meryl streep and nicole kidman and i'm sorry that they decided to be in such a stupid movie yeah, I thought you should be like the Devil Wears Prada too. Well, I mean, I wait, hey, the Sad Sack Board struggled with this one, and they thought that we could have some fun making fun of it. Well, good job, Nathan. This was the greatest lineup. And then I fucked it all up. And well, they fucked it up. Well, it could still be the greatest lineup. Okay, well, let's see. <laughs> Trailer number five, five hole. Merry Christmas, everybody. Only Mel knows Mel. It's Fat Man.
Batman. Here we go. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I've lost my influence. Maybe it's time I retired the coat. You still have it. Some kids with a deer rifle put two holes in the sleigh, one in me. All I have is a loathing for a world that's forgotten. The United States military would like to procure your services. This is a one-time deal, gentlemen. How are you, Mike? Nicole and the kids are well, I hope. Who are you? Job. I'd like you to kill Santa Claus. I'm looking for the fat man. You can't be serious. This is what people actually think of me. Christmas is a farce. I am a joke. What's the purpose of your visit? Hunting. I'm gonna kill some things. There is a rising number of our youth making poor decisions. What the big man's head? Severed heads rot, they mold. They don't want his beard. I'm not shaving off a dead man's beard. Your workers sure have healthy appetites. That's why elves live much longer than humans. And Chris, he does the same. No, it's a giving that keeps him young. I've come for your head, fat man! Dashing through the snow No one horse open You think you're the first? Oh, Think I got this job because I'm fat and jolly? Intern, worried or excited about Fat Man? Well, the first time I watched this trailer, I was concerned, as I am with anything related to Christmas. What? (laughs) This time watching it, uh, I think this is going to give uh, Die Hard some competition for being the only only Christmas movie I watch uh, at Christmas. Like, Mm. I'll still continue to watch Die Hard. Oh, as a Christmas movie. But... As the lead up to Christmas, I I think that could be a good combo. Like, I just don't like that you brought Die Hard into it at all. Uh, I really like that uh, one of the reindeer is gonna bite someone's package clean off. Um, yeah. I I really like the dark intentions behind him knowing who everyone is and their kids, uh, while helping the government out for <laughs> this one-time thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that that. They can play a lot with that, and I'm interested to see what they do. Mm. Um, also, who doesn't want to shoot Santa Claus? Mm. I'm excited. I, I plan to have a jolly time with Fat Man. This is the first movie in the rest of Mel Gibson's career. He finally <laughs> does it. <laughs> this yeah. is it. It's his revival. He's going to be back to Lethal Weapon glory. Finally! 
This is a movie I want to watch. Mel Gibson's in and fucking Goggins. Mm. Holy shit. Who knew? He has big dick energy. Who knew? Amanda. <laughs> Who knew that Walton Goggins would be the name of someone that we love? I love him. And he's perfectly cast. And even oh, this yeah. kid is just the right amount of pretentious, irritating, rich. It's all perfect. There's nothing I would change. I'm so excited it hurts. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Well, only, only Mel knows Mel. No. Yeah. Now only Mel knows Mel. Oh, okay. only Before Chelsea knows Mel. Before all this bullshit, listen, listen, he was spinning. Listen. What? Listen. The man made a movie about the murder of Jesus Christ. Nobody wanted to finance it, so he financed it himself and made over $400 million. Only Mel knows Mel! That was before he left uh, voicemails of his Mel. wife. Nathan, that movie sucked. Doesn't matter. He made no, over $400 million. No, it made a lot dollars. of money. He made a lot of money. And Jim Caviezel got the shit kicked out of him with some flesh-tearing uh, got struck by Roman lightning. weapons. Why are you bringing Jesus into this? This is about Santa Claus. Well, <laughs> I killed Gringo. <laughs> Jesus was born on December 25th. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, Get the Gringo. You want to watch Get the Gringo later? I think I did watch that. It's awesome. Get the Gringo's tight. Is it? Isn't it long? I don't know. I think it's like three hours know. long. It's tight, but I don't know. It could be long. This is not long. This is an hour and 40 minutes. Okay, let's focus up. And yeah, I think, uh, I actually think, I think the big dick energy is actually coming from uh, from Chris Kringle. Am I right? No. Oh! Only Mel knows Mel. No, it's Excited. coming from Goggins. Excited. Those, are some, those are really hairy balls. On the fat man with the fat dick. Maybe from both, actually. I felt <laughs> some... endearment towards Mel Gibson in this trailer, yeah. and it's been a long-ass time. You think you're the first? It's so good. <laughs> Everything's good. Yeah. How are the kids, Norm? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amanda? Yeah, this is such a bizarro take on Santa Claus, and I think Mel Gibson is a perfect person to play this Santa really? because... He does seem like a cruel asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't, I, I'm, unco- I, there's something about it that I'm, un- I'm worried. I'm scared, not worried. I'm very excited, but I'm, I'm nervous. I don't know what it is. I, I, th- I think I know what you mean. This, this has the potential, like lots of great concept in the sort of outlier films to not hit the mark. I think it's going to. I think it is too. So that's definitely an excited, not a worried. Yes. <laughs> that didn't seem very strong. No, I'm excited. Okay. I'm just, the, the tone is so weird for like a a Santa. It's a movie about Santa. But none of it feels, it is weird. But none it's of weird. it feels wrong. wrong? It, it feels so right. No, it feels right. He's like a jaded Santa. He kind of gave up on it, it sounds like, because people got ungrateful. And now he's looking for a fucking comeback. And he's being hunted down at the same time. I Um, love that you think you're you're the first. (laughs) Got two in the sleigh. I took two in the the back. Kids are fucking around. It's all going to shit. Christmas is over. I should just give up. And there's like something weird going on with like actual immortal elves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just it's like the giving that keeps him young. Yeah, the, the, this movie is super dark, and I get the vibe that there's a lot of weird conceptual stuff that they did not show us mm-hmm. because it might not. It might have scared off some people, I'm sure, just based on the tone of the rest of this trailer. And I'm super excited because this movie, even just from the trailer, looks like the kind of movie where you every scene may not be great, but you remember every scene. Does that make sense? Mm. <clears throat> 
so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Mel knows Mel. Goggins is great. Uh, the kid is great. The entire concept is great. I hope that it lives up. And even if it doesn't, even halfway to what I'm expecting would be awesome. Agreed. Amen. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your uh, monthly dose of Trailer Park Podcast. Uh, it used to be more frequent than it is now. But you know what? There's just not enough movies. There's not enough movies. There's not enough motivation. You know, they went off and had a kid. Everything changes. <laughs> But I we like should do uh, an all-COVID episode and just nothing but uh, pandemic movies. <laughs> well, I think for Christmas we might do like a blowout where we just put like the craziest shit that's coming out and who gives a fuck about release dates. Just, you know, rack it. Rack yeah. it with like five headliners. Dune. Do it all. A very Sasquatch Dune Christmas. It all? Well, Dune would be the headliner. And the five-hole. And then we would just pick whatever great movies are coming out. Just burn the lineup, you know? And then... You know, 2021 will be like this desperate plea to do podcasts about shitty movies. <laughs> um, and then us just wringing our hands until Fat Man and Jiu-Jitsu. Yep, there it is. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, Nick Cage has a new one coming out. Quick, let's do a podcast. <laughs> but actually, we should do a uh, a Netflix party for uh, Jiu-Jitsu. I think that'd be funny. That's yeah. the only way. Oh, I'm down for that. Yeah, cool. All right, well. If anybody's Night, out cool there, is, uh, yeah, thanks, Cool Billion. If, if anybody's out there still listening, this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't plug shit anymore. Plugging shit is for perverts. <laughs> <laughs> Who really makes it to the end of our show? No one. <laughs> here, let's play this Mad Max mix at the end here. I'm I'm so happy that there's going to be a good action movie with a story, unlike a two hour and a, and a half car chase. Oh, don't bring Mad Max into this, <laughs> this Jesus! Is, this is going to be the. <laughs> I lovingly wrapped that for you. You did a fantastic job. Thank there's you. Uh, Santa Clauses. Wait, I please be what I think it is. Oh, you fuck! Ah. <laughs> uh, is it is it Mad Max? Uh, I'm gonna get to uh, shit on something. <laughs>